0: Welcome to Grandiose Grammar. I'm Aoife, a grammar enthusiast and a lecturer at Philips Universiteit Marburg. This week I have an interview with my friend and colleague Victoria Gart. In this episode Victoria introduces herself and tells us about how her own experience of language learning informs her approach to teaching. We also discuss testing and what we'd change in the classroom if we had a magic wand. Let's get on into it.
1: Thank you my name is victoria gard although it's spelt with a th it's not english or british like me but is german and i have been teaching at the university of marburg for 11 years how did you get into teaching how did i get into teaching that's yeah that's a good question um I guess I probably decided that I wanted to become a teacher when I was about 15 or 16. And um, I didn't have a particularly great experience in education or of education up until that point. And then I got really lucky and had a few teachers that believed in me. And... um, decided that I could contribute something and then I fell in love with languages as well around the same time about 15 or 16 and decided that I wanted to pursue language learning uh, foreign language learning at the time so uh, I concentrated on French and German my French was always better than my German until I met a German (laughs) and uh yeah. yeah. the rest is history I suppose. But I decided to become a teacher probably about fifteen or sixteen and decided to pursue that through university and then moving from England to Germany, I carried on pursuing it as well and studied it at university here. And I also throughout my studies taught at the at the Volkshochschule, the like a local adult education, evening classes I gave e- evening classes. From my
0: own experience of both teaching and learning a foreign language, I feel like there's been quite a heavy focus on grammar. What's your experience of teaching mature adults versus university students?
1: I don't I don't know I don't I don't know if there is a real focus on grammar. maybe it's just me that doesn't focus so much on grammar. I don't think that there's a real focus on including grammar if I think back, um, I taught uh, pensioners, OAPs, I taught a senior English course at, um, at the Fagsall and I remember at the time they were very very keen to learn grammar and to learn the rules and to uh, yeah to, to know the answers and have that black and white distinction between what's right and what's wrong instead of uh, trying to be creative with a language or trying to be spontaneous um so I yeah I find that the younger younger learners are usually more open to being more flexible with with grammar I also find I also find that if you say something is grammar based then you often get a, a negative yeah, a negative kind of, um, response from language learners, not from, er not from all language learners, but from a lot of language learners, um, people seem to associate grammar with something scary or difficult or something that requires a lot of work, I suppose.
0: Do you think that's true, that it is a lot of work?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do I think that it's true? Um... I think if you're really, really lucky and that you had a really good language teacher, then the basics are already ingrained in your in your knowledge of language. So I think that if you're really lucky, um, it's not so much hard work. It's just building on what you've got. Um, um, if you've not been so lucky, like a lot of us... I think back to language teachers that I had in the past I, I wasn't so lucky if I think, lucky if I think of my, my German grammar for example um, up until about the age of 16 I had terrible German language teachers and it meant that my, my basic knowledge of German grammar had to basically start again and, and learn it again so that was hard work especially German grammar. Do you think that maybe one of
0: the problems that you might have had with learning German grammar was that you maybe didn't have a foundation in English grammar? Because I see that quite a bit in our students with classes where they would need to understand German grammar in order to be able to do a task where it's evident to me that they don't have the foundation in the grammar of their native tongue. Mm -hmm. And this is a real struggle then when they're trying to learn the grammar of another language because they don't understand it.
1: Totally, totally. If I think back to um, my English classes at secondary school in the UK, I think um, in the uh, 90s, when I went to secondary school, um, the focus of English, so not, not language learning necessarily, or foreign language learning, but learning English, the focus was most definitely not on language but it was more literature based and um uh yeah working working with the language being creating with a creative with a with the language but definitely not grammar based so I think definitely I think a lot of problems stem from not being able to work with grammar in in your yeah in your native language
0: if you could wave a magic wand and fix an educational problem that you think leads to a problem in
1: classrooms what would what would it be that's a tough one probably um probably not like a specific linguistic aspect or not a specific language aspect I'd probably I'd probably wish that people or that learners would be more open to making mistakes just because I think that we learn from our mistakes and it's absolutely fine to make mistakes and often in a classroom situation um, students are worried about making mistakes worrying about maybe disappointing me or looking silly in front of other people when when I always try to make clear that it's it's good to make mistakes because not only they will learn from them but everybody else can learn from them as well
0: I think you've pointed out something really valuable and that was the point at which my German for example became mm-hmm. pretty good was at the point where I stopped caring about the mistakes.
1: And mine exactly the same exactly the same for me I think uh, when I moved here the first 6 months I don't think I I I uttered a complete German sentence for a good 6 months because I just felt like a complete lemon you know like um just I just felt uncomfortable I thought that people would judge me for not being able to um, use a causative, dative correctly uh, where, you know, people aren't interested in that. Do you think that that has informed your teaching or the way that you approach students who are maybe nervous? Yes, definitely, definitely, of course. Like I said, it's something that I try to... um, to tell my students right from the beginning that it's it's good to make mistakes and please make mistakes as well. Please, please share those mistakes with everybody else so that we can all learn from them. If you could make, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you change in your classrooms? In my classrooms? Yeah. Ooh,
0: I'd turn everything into grammar. <laughs> <laughs> and if that weren't allowed, I think I'd probably do the same thing that you would do and wave the magic wand of ridding the world of fear yeah fear i think as as a learner is your biggest enemy or your greatest enemy and usually this fear is unfounded or it's just a result of your own ego getting in the way of opportunities to learn and i think that's really sad because students often don't see mistake making as an opportunity for learning My job as an educator is not necessarily to praise you for all the things that you do right, but to be a Mm. fault finder and to point out to you all of the things that you do wrong so that you can correct it. And maybe
1: wrong is not a good word to use there. Um (laughs) non standard where there's room for improvement. I think I think I'd possibly wave my wand and abolish teaching grammar as grammar. That's controversial, isn't it? I think, I think I love, I love, I have real respect for grammar in a context, but grammar as grammar, I think, is um, you've got to be a special type of person. <laughs> you've got to be a special type of person to to really enjoy it and find find passion. If you're a thinker like you are, I think that um, yeah, it's suited to some people. It's just not suited. to to other people I much prefer grammar in some kind of context than grammar for being grammar
0: I think most people feel like that quite often when Mm -hmm. I have grammar students for the first time and I hold up the grammar book for whatever it is Mm -hmm. we're using this semester and they think I'm joking when I tell them this will be the equivalent of the bible you're going (laughs) to love it you're gonna sleep with it under your pillow it's gonna be your friend you're gonna soak it all up by osmosis and by the end of the semester, you're going to love this topic and you're going to enjoy it like I do. But I think <laughs> I would have hated your classes as a student. <laughs> I'm horribly enthusiastic and I like to think that my enthusiasm is contagious and that at least half of the students sitting in my classroom will leave the class knowing much more than they did to start with. And quite a lot of them will actually be quite enthusiastic about the, the topic And I know that from, for me, if you were to say to me, oh, you suddenly have to just teach writing classes, I would probably be quite upset.
1: Ah, I love writing. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a day without writing. But writing also
0: requires structure and it requires all of the grammar skills. So how do you separate the two in
1: your mind? I don't, I guess, I guess I've got the, the basics that I need in English to to be able to express myself and to me I think writing and communication works on so many different levels and I think that vocabulary and expression and register those kind of things are just I'm not going to say more important of course they're not more important than grammar in writing but they are they're just as important I'd subscribe to that. I
0: I think you're right that a language is more than just the sum of its
1: parts. Yeah, it's it's more than just roles.
0: Although my regular listeners will know that I disapprove of, of the word roles, role. <laughs> so my colleague Victoria focuses mainly on writing classes, or maybe not mainly, but it's one of her one of her specialties. So maybe you could tell us something about your, one of your pet peeves in written English.
1: One of, my, one of my specialities well, thank you. I think it's one of my biggest interests is writing. I've always loved writing, so um, it's just, it's been like a natural progression. I think it's always nice to be able to express yourself in writing. It's some creative writing. Any kind of writing has always been something that's, that's interested me. Um, a pet peeve, spelling mistakes, just because, um, just unnecessary spelling mistakes, especially because well, the most of the pieces of work that we produce these days are on computers and computers have spell checks and still people seem to ignore spell checks. So unnecessary spelling mistakes, I'd say, are annoying. Do
0: you see value in measuring sort of grammar success or in measuring how much someone's learned
1: or do you think that we can even do it testing is a hard one I think a lot of it comes down to or your opinion about testing often comes down to your character because of your interest in grammar and your your character and your personality being being so black and white yeah, so straightforward structure. so structured so organized and your need for for answers and to, for something to be right and wrong or at least a reason why it's not or how it could be different um, I think that probably influences your opinion of how we can test something and why we should test something um, I think my character and my personal experience as well so my experience throughout schools of of exams and testing um i've i've never been good at exams i've never been great at exams if i think back to my education um in the uk my i mean i i got my grades and i i i've achieved everything that i wanted to achieve but but I don't think that my actual grades reflect my abilities, or have reflected my abilities in the past. Uh, even though I put so much work into revising for exams, and it, it was never a, like a true reflection, just because I was never that good at the the uh, this idea of exams. So I think that I think it's really really difficult to to test and to for that test to be an actual reflection of someone's language ability.
0: It's interesting that you say that because I think that the longer that we work together, the the closer to your opinion I have moved. And I've, I've kind of moved to the point where I say that exams are a snapshot. Mm-hmm. They tell me how well you've done something on a particular day, but not necessarily how well you do it all the time. So it's not sort yeah. of a universal measurement of, of ability. And I think that is a bone of contention in the teaching world, because quite often we do these sort of standardized exams mm-hmm. and they're used as the benchmark. But they really only reflect how you've done on a single day in a very particular exam, in a very particular set of circumstances.
1: Yep, it really is just a, a snapshot. I think an exam is a snapshot and it's never a, a true reflection of what somebody can do with a language. I think it's really hard to put somebody in a box just from from one exam that they've written. And if I think, like I said, if I think back to my personal experience of exams, compared to my husband, for example, who um, who was always able to cram for an exam, so to learn for for an exam the night before, to write a fantastic exam, to get the best grades. And to forget everything that he learnt within an hour of that exam. And never never thinking about it again and not having the ability. But he was always great at exams. And I just think that's... It's not what we should be testing, I think. If you had advice for a language learner, what would it be? I would say to enjoy it and to to remember why you're doing it. Everyone has a reason for learning a language and it's easy to to forget those reasons as well, especially at university if you if you forget why you're why you're there, especially in the first few semesters of university, everything's so stressful and I think that yeah, that students often forget why they're there and why why they actually really do enjoy learning a language and why they, why they love something, the history that they have with a language and um, yeah, to enjoy themselves.
0: Come back next week to hear what Victoria has to say about raising children bilingually, along with how she deals with language production errors and what she thinks about interrupting students while they speak. If there are questions you would like me to pose in future interviews, pop on over to the blog and leave a comment for me. As always, if you have a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to contact me via the contact form on grandiosegrammar.com or over on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.